from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. My name is Chris. This is Chad. I'm Melody. I'm Josh. And I'm Daniel. And welcome to a very special episode of the podcast. This is going to be our list episode, the best, the worst, the most frustrating of 2015. I cannot wait to dive into that. But before we do, I wanted to invite you, each and every one of you, if you can hear my voice, please, we'd love to hear from you. So I'm sure there's going to be something that we say that you don't like, specifically me. I'm sure I'm going to say something that you are going to be totally infuriated by. Thank you, Chad. So please go to Facebook and go to this particular episode's uh, post and comment or comment on any of the posts we have there. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to do email, we do that too. Send it to screenerscast at gmail.com so you can get in on the discussion and we can make this thing as best as we possibly can. All right. Let's dive in to this week's episode. Welcome to the main event. Okay, it's that time of year. Our top 10 lists for 2015. We're very excited today to talk about not only our personal top 10 list, as well we're going to talk about some surprises, some disappointments. Since it's going to be a long episode, we're going to just go ahead and jump right in. So what we're going to do is we're all going to start with our number 10 film of the year, and then we'll go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, all the way to number one and see if we can get a consensus screeners movie of the year. So with that in mind, everybody has their, and I'm, I'm going to ask you as we get into that to, to maybe talk a little bit just very briefly at the beginning about how you put your list together, whether this is a list of your favorites, movies that you think are actually the best, and how you put it together. So what better place to start when we're talking about our <laughs> list of favorite anythings than our resident optimist, Mr. Josh. Josh, what is your number 10 movie of the year, and how did you put your list together? Are you are you kidding me? For starters, you, you led into me with no joke about Josh. Did you even see 10 movies this year? Yeah, but see, there's lots of time left <laughs> That's in a top 10 list. <laughs> That's been done. That's like old hat. Come on. All right, well, ha-ha. I was anticipating that joke, but now that it hasn't come. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Let's, 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 let's no, no, back no. it up. No, wait a minute. Hold on. Josh, did you even see 10 movies this year? I might have only because of this podcast. Um, you can laugh all you want about Josh doesn't see movies and blah, blah. So I was preparing for this episode, and I went to a list of you know all the movies that have been released in 2015 to answer that question for myself, because I don't know if I've seen 10 movies this year. But I found out that according to this website, if it's to be believed, there were 2,346 movies released in 2015. And ain't nobody got time for that. There, <laughs> movies this year include, let's start out with both Point Break and Breakpoint. And then it just goes downhill from there. Sharktopus versus Whale Wolf. Super Bob. <laughs> Bad Asses on the Bayou, starring Danny Trejo and Danny Glover. Just that's, not, that's on my honorable mentions, by the way. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> <Oiler> alert. <laughs> the Girl is in Trouble, which that title is just a beautiful distillation of every action movie ever made. Larry Gay, Renegade Male Flight Attendant. <laughs> what is happening? And Can we please? Sex, this is the most you've ever, you've ever talked is, about a movie. This is, is Yeah. This, <laughs> It absolutely is. And so I just thought I'd point that out there for if any, in case anyone has missed any of these and just say there's, there's a lot of movies out there that we don't talk about on the screeners and maybe we should. Mm. Speaking oh, of, a couple, okay. 
a couple that we've missed that got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, we missed a couple documentaries this year. Seymour, an introduction made by Ethan Hawke um, about Seymour Bernstein. And Twinsters, which was about twins separated at birth and adopted into different countries who only found themselves or found each other because of social media. So both of those are apparently really great and they totally slip by, at least in my radar, which is not very good. <laughs> okay. okay. Somewhere in there is the number so, 10 movie of the year, I wow. think. Did they hear it? Well, no, you didn't. Because I did see 10 movies this year. And my, my list is kind of tough to organize because my favorites are actually kind of hard to rank. Number 10 for me is Creed. I'll just put it out there. Okay. Nice. Creed. Right. That's good. That's good. Chris, what was your number 10? And if you can do it a little uh, more succinctly than Josh, how did you put your list together? Well, I'm going to start actually by saying for the very first time on the screeners, I think I actually agree with Josh. My number 10 is Creed as well. That's amazing. Oh, wow. I love you, Chris. Right. Number 10 oh, is Creed. Lover of loving Chris. That's right. Absolutely. That is- so, okay, here's how I put my list together. I, I looked on Google for all of the films that were released in 2015. I wrote them down and then pretty much just uh, threw them against the wall and chose my like top like four or five that I thought were like the best. And then the rest I kind of just put down on a list and kind of, you know, it's, it's very, very, very subjective. Sounds very scientific. Uh, <laughs> I just literally, I just looked at it and said, I like that movie. I think number. you're like, that feels like a seven. That feels like a ten. Like that movie. I think feels yeah. like a seven. I mean, come yeah. on really. I mean, because, because again, like, you know, Creed was a really great movie. I, I really liked it a lot. But I don't know if I'm some of the other movies I'm going to say. I don't know. You could argue, I guess, artistically that others are better. But the way I do it, the way that I'm doing it tonight is that Chris's enjoyment level, the movies that I enjoyed the most go from rank one to rank 10. So I guess that's the way I did my list. Chris's enjoyment level. So it starts at a 10 and goes up from there. All right. All right. (laughs) So, Daniel, what is your uh, number 10 film of the year and how did you put your list together? Well, I, I... I'm a little more uh, probably obsessive compulsive uh, than Chris and Josh. I putting my list together. I, I work on it throughout the year, actually. So as I'm going, as I see a movie that that I think could stick around to the top ten, I, I just put it on the list and just sort of as I see other good films, I put it out there. And so I, so this list has been around for for months for me. And really, it's just about for me how enjoyable it was when I saw it in the theaters, and also which films stuck with me, which ones did I keep thinking about. So that's how I made this list. So, for number 10, uh, I almost went with a tie at number 10, but I figured you guys would give me crap for that, so mm. I didn't do a tie. Nine number 10 is The Revenant. Really enjoyable, mm. probably, be- probably the best shot film of the year, so that's my number 10. Revenant, okay, right. okay, interesting. Melody, what about you? How did you put your list together, and what is your number 10? Well, my list is basically like my overall feeling when I walked out of the theater of seeing these films, like... How much, how happy did I feel? How much did I enjoy that movie or whatever? So these are the ones that I enjoyed the most. So with that, my number 10 is Cinderella. (laughs) Probably because I saw it with my kids, so it was an enjoyable theater experience. But that's my number 10. Awesome. You don't have to apologize for Cinderella. I don't know what that means. If you like, <laughs> Siri, Siri, Siri doesn't like Cinderella as my top ten. So Siri was Siri. confused. She's like, Cinderella's number ten. What? <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I think Siri thought I was saying. Her I name, think Cinderella but is charming. I enjoyed that movie very much. Yeah. Uh, so I put my list together. I, I tried. I tried for a few years to try and be like very 
clinical about what is the best movie of the year. And oftentimes what I, what I would realize is that a list would come together that I didn't feel very passionate about. So I just threw that system out and I just, I had to go with the movies that were, I guess you could say my favorite films of the year, not necessarily the happiest, but the movies that impacted me in, in some way. So my number 10 is inside out from Pixar and uh, wow. I think a lot of people felt like this was a return to form for Pixar. I know I certainly did. And as a uh, as a, a father who is looking forward, you know, eight to ten years from now when my t- child is a teenager, uh, that it got me in the field. So anyway, Inside Out was my, <laughs> my number ten. So let's go back to Josh. Josh, what is your number nine? My number nine movie is Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. All right. Okay. All right. This good is for good you, news, Josh. Josh. All right. What would you want me to put there? Jurassic World? <laughs> yes. Josh, let's not be ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> Come on. We got Chris. You're going to We got Chris for that crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Chris. What is your number nine? So this is a movie that I doubt will be on any of your lists, but it's one of those movies that I like to kind of champion. Uh, I really enjoyed it, had a good time with The Final Girls. This was that movie I talked about a little bit on one of the episodes that chronicles in a very interesting way uh, the the final girl that survives in a slasher film. And uh, it's fun. It's uh, interesting. If you're a fan of that genre, you'll like The Final Girls. So number nine. All right. That's still on my list. I need to check that out for sure. Yeah, I know Josh wants to because he loves horror. All right. right. Oh, yeah, man. Daniel, what about you? What's your number nine? (laughs) Number nine for me is a movie that perfectly demonstrates doing everything it needs to do uh, really, really well. And that's Spotlight. It does everything it needs to do and, and not much more, but it's very solid and impactful. Okay, Number spotlight nine. all the way down at nine. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm nine. feeling very insecure about my list right now. Spotlight. <laughs> well, you, spotlight everyone is, knows what his number one is, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, spotlight had to go somewhere. Spotlight <laughs> is uh, it's definitely an Oscar contender for sure. So that's good. All the way down at yeah. nine. All right, yep. cool. Uh, Melody, what about you? What is uh, what's your number nine? My number nine is Spy because it was fun. All right, and it made me laugh. Yes. Best comedy of the year, I think. It was great. great. I I really loved it. My number nine, believe it or not, Josh is a two for two with matches. It is Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Wow. I'm currently the most popular screener reviewer. You are. I I always try to at nine and ten and eight to find that that it's typically it's an action film or something that really caught me off guard and that I wasn't expecting. And this year it was definitely mission impossible. I, I love, love, love that movie. So, uh, it's my number nine. So moving on up the list to number eight, Josh, what is your number eight? Number eight for me is actually, and you can laugh at me all you want inside out. It's oh, a great movie. Nobody's laughing laugh. at that. It's in my top 10. <laughs> I know, but it was lower than eight. And you're supposed to laugh at me because I don't have a soul or a heart or human emotions. Well, all those things. But <laughs> I guess I'm doing all that for you tonight. That's great. So, my own grave here. So you enjoyed uh, Inside Out. Inside Out was great. Yeah. It was. Wonderful. All right, great. That's a, that's a great pick. Chris, what is your number eight? My number eight is Steve Jobs. I, I, I quite liked uh, that movie more than I think most did. Um, so that'd be my number eight, Steve Jobs. Aaron Sorkin for the win. Oh, yeah. All right. Daniel, what about you? What's your number eight? Number eight, uh, just like you described with Mission Impossible, an action movie that sort of just caught me off guard and was really good, Kingsman. Kingsman was really, really good and hilarious. Yep. Awesome. Uh, when we talk about honorable mentions, I 
I'm very much like you, Daniel. I have a running list that I keep going, uh, not throughout the entire year, but around October. And for the longest time, Kingsman was in my top 10, and it got bumped down to number 11 because I actually ranked my ah. top 20. I love, <laughs> yeah. love Kingsman. All right, Millie, yeah. what about you? What's your, what's your number eight? Well, I do just have to say for the record, Kingsman is also my number 11. So right. it's right there. there but go. it's not my number eight. My number eight is The Gift, uh, which I know wow. we didn't all oh. love that film. Okay. But it, it just hit me at a time. I was very intrigued by the life of the pathological liar. So I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was that season uh, of my life where I was into pathological uh, liars. Yeah, that's oh, uh, right. not weird at it all. It was a well-made film. What? Just zip it. All right. Well, that's great. That's great. My number eight is Brooklyn. It's a, a movie that is about an uh, Irish immigrant who comes over uh, to America. And it's beautiful. It's beautifully shot. It's simple. It's elegant. It's also very moving. A movie I, I would watch equally with my grandmother that I would, you know, with anybody. It's just a very sweet, wonderful movie. And it hit me in a, in a time where I was just looking for something lighter. And it was, it was wonderful. It's beautiful, actually. I loved it very much. So that's Brooklyn for me. So now we're up to number seven. Josh, what's your number seven? Number seven, Netflix original Beasts of No Nation. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Heartbreaking, but just a very well-made movie. Yep. And we'll talk about this in our next episode when we when we talk about the Oscars, but I am I'm flummoxed by the lack of recognition for that movie by the Oscars. I just I don't understand it. But can we, can we get a definition for flummoxed please real quick just for the listeners who I mean can, I know I know what that um, means. <laughs> I mean for the listeners for somebody, you're asking know. for a friend with that yeah exactly it's a, I'm it's calling a, it's a microchasm of <laughs> <laughs> all right that's a lover of loving words chris let's uh let's go to chris chris what was your number seven kingsman the secret all service right. kingsman getting the love tonight good for us right. good for us all right daniel what about you what's your number seven I'm a little surprised at how low this is on my list, uh, just because I really, really love this a lot, but uh, there were just other movies that I like better. Number seven is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars. Solidly in your top ten, though. Solidly in your top ten. That's good. Definitely. All right. Melody, what about you? What's your number seven? My number seven is Bridge of Spies. I really liked it, so... You can hurt me if you want, but I liked it. I mean, it is, it is nominated <laughs> Mel- for Best Picture. This, but- is, this is one of those things that Melody did last year. She names a great movie, and then she apologizes for it. <laughs> Don't hate me for loving I feel like when we reviewed it, you guys didn't like it very much. And Steven Spielberg. Was like you there for that review? That was a great movie. I think we all were pretty. I liked it very much. It did not, spoiler alert, it didn't make my top ten, but it's a great movie. It's a great yeah. movie for sure. All right. Go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. My number. (laughs) I don't listen to any of them. So you don't. You don't. My number seven is The Martian. I loved loved The Martian. Was very surprised by The Martian. I watched it again with my wife a few nights ago, and uh, it it totally holds up. It's funny. It's intense. It's it's wonderful. So I I I love The Martian. All right. With that, we're creeping on up the list to number six. Josh, what is your number six? Number six, Steve Jobs. I know it was a little lower on Daniel's list, but that's because he saw every movie that came out this year, <laughs> all 2,346 Daniel, of Has Daniel put it on his list yet? I don't know. That that was on Chris's list. It was list. Chris. Oh, Chris. Was, it, was it Chris? Yeah, yeah you know, one of the other people. 
Mm-hmm. You're all the same. <laughs> so we all, blend, we all blend together. <laughs> wow. We're all the same person. Josh has been watching Anomalisa. Okay. <laughs> I really want to see that movie. Yeah, you should. It's good. It's good. All right. So we're moving now to Christopher. Chris, what is your number six? Inside Out. It was delightful. Yay. My kids enjoyed it. It was a wonderful film. Agreed. It is wonderful. All right. Daniel, you're number six. For number six, I pick Creed. It was the most excited I got in the theaters next to Star Wars this year. I could not be more pleased with Creed. Amazing movie. I was movie. excited next to Star Wars, which was lower on your list. Yes. Yes, but because for reasons. Creed is a better movie than Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, Creed's a better movie. So. All right. Good, good, good. Good pick for sure. Melody, what about you? What is number six? It is Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Yay. I loved that movie. Lots right. of fun. Great. Great pick, great pick. Number six for me is The Big Short. I love The Big Short. We already talked about it in our review last week. Very funny, uh, very well written, well acted. And the truth is, with my list, I don't know about everybody, but I struggled with one through six. Um, it, I had a clear yep. one. I had a clear one and two, but three, four, five, and six. Really, you could put them in a bag and toss them out like Chris's method, and I'd probably be okay wherever they wherever they shook out. But for me, it was it was the big. If, the if big we're short. honest, that's the only method. Let's be honest, but that's okay. Randomness. <laughs> yeah. I agree. That was my entire top ten. Well, <laughs> okay, maybe one through six. Yeah. All right, and with that, people, we come to top five. the top five. So yes, this, right. these five, we'll talk about these a little bit more because we're getting uh, closer to the top of our list. Yeah. And so let's go to Josh. Josh, what was number five? Well, like I just said, it's really tough for me to actually rank these once we get up here. But I'm going to toss a coin here and say Bridge of Spies was number five. Oh. It's, How it's dare a little you, Josh? More, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, no. I well, wait till I get to number four that it was fighting <laughs> with, four and three. Um, it was a little more, you know, kind of a little more formulaic and melodramatic than some um, higher up on my list, but it's just so well done that it had to make it up there. It's yeah. just, I'll go back and watch it again, partially because I know people who haven't seen it who I would like to watch it with. Yeah. But it's... It's just a good movie. That's a great pick. It's my number eighteen for the record, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. I'm just saying. Just saying. Well, I haven't. I haven't even seen The Martian. So yeah, you should definitely oh, see man. The Martian. It's what? Wow. You should definitely see The Martian. Josh, well, it's not, I can't rent it on demand. I Josh, have to like look, buy it. The next time you and and your wife are in the mood for a good musical, just go pick up The Martian. Comedy actually. The opening yeah. number <laughs> is actually really great. I mean, it really is one of the very best. I'm all alone. Yeah. Okay, that's how, it, that's how it starts, by the way, in case you're wondering. That's how it and starts and ends, me. actually. It's very sad. It's, yeah. It is. All right, Christopher, what is the first one to crack your top five? Number five. Oh, okay, so you know what? The, the lead actor in this film, he learned how to hold his breath for eight minutes. He hung on the side of a freaking plane. Yeah. Tom Cruise did some awesome things in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, and I enjoyed that movie so much. So that is my number five of 2015. Great he pick. Cheating. He used Xenu. Man, <laughs> that's right. That's true. He cheated. That's good. Great pick. So that's that's been on all of our lists. That's good. Very yeah. good. Okay, Daniel. So what's on your number five? For me, my number five pick came out of nowhere and completely blew me away. Love and Mercy. Uh, it's the biopic about Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, and, and it did not nearly, it, it didn't get nearly as much love as it deserved. But that movie just is completely incredible. It, it does a biopic in a slightly different way um, uh, than most, and it just is really, really incredible and really stuck with me. I've watched it many times since it came out in theaters. Wow, and it really blew me away. Is it available for rent? It is absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah, I've, on, never, I've never heard of this movie, so I, I mean... Really? It's a shame. No, no. That's great. If it, you like the Beach Boys, it's really good. It's my number 19, but I love... Love and Mercy is good. Love and Mercy Beach is Beach Boys good. are one of my very favorite bands. In fact, it was one of the few secular bands I listened to growing up, well, so you need to I check this out. I will. What I bought was a Beach Boys CD. Yeah, but mine too, actually. You love this movie. Seriously, you'll it's love it. It's beautiful. Okay. It's fabulously right. acted. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Good pick, Daniel. All right, so Melody, what about you? What's your number five? Well, my number three, four, and five, like you guys have said, uh, I just really had trouble deciding. But I have picked my number five, Inside Out. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. I, I, I foresee us. Uh, we're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to sort things out here because we've got a lot of. Yeah. Uh, a lot I of don't think so. I think we're gonna have a definitive number one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's I don't not know. gonna be sure. so definitive. <laughs> no, I'm gonna sure. ruin it just for yeah. spite. Yeah, it's gonna be will. number one. I'm gonna do it. Shut your face. I wasn't going to, but now I am. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> All right. Don't do it for spite. Come on, bro. So my number five is Spotlight. I think if if they gave an award for ensemble acting, it would win it. It is. It's very well written, but. There was something about it, and it's my number five film of the year, so I loved it. But there was something about it that I didn't couldn't fully, fully embrace it in the way that I think it wanted me to. But it's it's immaculately crafted, and it I wouldn't be surprised if it won the Oscar. I, Revenant is is up there, but I don't. I wish we were reviewing Revenant because I don't I don't quite get that. But anyway, so for me, the number five is is Spotlight. So Josh, now we're at number four. What are you doing at number four? My list is dynamically rewriting itself as we're going through the show. I find that I can't commit to the order I've written down here. Um, My number four is going to have to be Spotlight. I know there's things you cannot tell me. But I also know there's a story here, and I think everybody will hear about it. Do you think your paper has the resources to take that on? I do. Do you? Boston priests molested kids in six different parishes over the last 30 years. The church found out about it and did nothing. We haven't committed any long-term investigative resources to the case. No, we haven't. And that's the kind of thing your team would do. Spotlight. Guys, listen. Everybody's going to be interested in this. We've got two stories here. A story about degenerate clergy and a story about a bunch of lawyers turning child abuse into a cottage industry. Which story do you want us to write? Because we're writing one of them. It was you've seen Spotlight. I I did. Well, so here's the thing. I'm counting movies that were released in 2015, not movies that I saw in 2015. Yeah, no, that's fine. I saw it a few uh, week or two ago. That's fair. But it is it is very good, very well acted, very well written, Mm -hmm. and just a great story. And that's what I always harp on. What I want to see more of in in the theater is just tight writing like this. I agree. The writing in that was was really wonderful, and the spoiler alert, but the you know the ending of that where they put up the list of all the cities, it's just wow, it's really oh, yeah, really something. Yeah. All right, so uh, moving on to Chris, what is your number four film of two thousand and fifteen? So the lead actor in this held his breath underwater for eight minutes and hung on the side of a freaking airplane. Wait a second. And of course, I'm talking about going clear Scientology, the prison of bullying. <laughs> That's he's great. been waiting. He's been yeah. waiting for like Showcase three that. days. That. Yes. He knew when he was putting his list together. Even <laughs> he if wrote they that weren't, joke a long yeah. time ago. Even no, I did. I, I actually just put that together, guys. I honestly Whatever. did. Even I if that wasn't the order, it was going to be people. the order. Uh huh. <laughs> no, I really did. I put that your together. wife. She's <laughs> just throwing you under the bus. No, I, I <laughs> everyone just passed right over that. I, I did. I did this on the fly, but I no, but I do. I love the the documentary. I had a great time. It was one of those. 
jaw-dropping experiences for me. It was really well put together. And being able to experience it with a few friends that had not seen it and did not know as much about the cult as I did, uh, it was truly interesting to be able hey, to like watch them. exempt religion, please. That's right. <laughs> as much, I really enjoyed seeing it through their eyes. It was it was quite a, a crazy. Wow, that's uh, really high. Was, number four. All right, number four, man. Really wow. high. Going clear. I forgot about. I wasn't even counting that movie, and as I was going through the list. Yeah. Okay. Good. I loved, yeah. It was good, good pick. Movie. All right, Daniel. What about you? What uh, What was worthy of your number four spot? Just like you guys have all said, so I'll repeat the same thing. My top four. The, the top four was the one that that. I had trouble organizing, so they're all really close. I could have any one of them could have been my number one, but number four is The Martian. Uh, it's a right. nearly perfect movie. It is just absolutely incredible. Way funnier than I had anticipated, and just purely enjoyable. I loved it. Yep, on every level. I mean, I yes. don't, I don't know how you can possibly. If anybody could, Josh could, but I just don't see how you could dislike that film. Yeah. It's just so Red Damon. It's so <laughs> so good. I was incredible. And I was and I think Matt Matt Damon was perfect because I, I yeah. was listening to an interview with the um the writer, the screenwriter, and they were talking about some of the, Is that the Q and A? Is yeah, that which the Q and A. And they were talking about one of the tricks to writing a good screenplay and making it funny and all that stuff, and he was like, Well, if I'm being honest, you just hire Matt Damon and say, go be charming. And, yes. that's, and, that's, yeah. and that's what you do. That's what you do. It's a great, great movie. All Not right. Not to mention, though, that that's a fantastic story and was yes. really it just, it, I mean, we've seen it before and you see all those memes. How, how much money have we spent trying to rescue Matt Damon, right? I mean, there's so yes. many movies. But honestly, that movie, I think, is inspiring on so many levels. Yeah. Um, it's so well well put together. And like you said, it's, it's almost um, unexpectedly funny i mean it yeah. just really is it's inspiring great. kids to want to be you know astronauts or scientists yep. it's just yep. it's great it's just or botanists <laughs> what movie name the last <laughs> yeah, movie exactly. that you made botany look cool <laughs> never never exactly. has that ever happened nor will it ever again yeah it was great it was great all right so melody what's your number four my number four uh I, when i started writing i you know wrote this one pretty early but it, it got bumped down a few times but it is star wars force awakens i loved it wish it could be higher but it has to be number four all right, J.J. Abrams, number four. Okay, my number four is one that I feel I'll be hearing about a lot later, and that's Mad Max Fury Road. I loved <laughs> wow. loved Mad Max, one of the great cinematic experiences I had in 2015, uh, exhilarating, all those things, something that was unique. But for me, it couldn't – I tried – and the truth of it is, this one started out a little lower and it worked its way up. But uh, it's uh, it's number four, Mad Max Fury Road. So uh, with that, now we're into the top three. We're into the top three. So Josh, what is your number three? Ah, uh, list rewrote itself again. Number three is Star Wars. What? Star Wars: ah, The Force Awakens. What? I was raised to do one thing, but I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true.
calling to you. Have a moment of happiness. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Wait a minute. I feel like I feel like it should so be good. Spotlight or Beast of No Nation or given the rest of that's on my list and the fact that I haven't seen some of the others that have gotten more acclaim. Star it's got to be up fun, there somewhere, man. though. I yeah. I'm as you know I'm as cynical as they come, but it's not like J.J. Abrams took the franchise and just dropped it off a cliff like George Lucas did with the last Indiana Jones movie. If I knew anything about Indiana Jones. Um, he did the series justice and it was a well done movie. I didn't like all the characters. I liked some of the characters and I'm glad we have Ray and just, you know, it's a good movie. It's a cultural icon. Josh put star Wars above spotlight folks. This, this is amazing. Is so beautiful. <laughs> this is. is amazing. This is why so if I I'm do honest, this podcast, Josh. If I'm honest, Spotlight started slow enough that I dozed off for a bit. And that's not to say it's a bad movie. but <laughs> It's I just to say I slept did. during it. No, it was very good, but there was a I mean, part it, during the beginning. It kind of makes it a bad movie. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't good enough to keep me from falling asleep. But other than that. <laughs> Look, I slept through at least at least half of No Country for Old Men. Oh, so, shut your face. Shut your face. No Country for Old Men is borderline perfect. Oh, All right. Yeah. All Except right. for the there's no dialogue. At least yeah. there wasn't while I was asleep. I, I'm, I'm more on Josh's side on that one. So, well, but, In fact, you know what? Chris, I'll that be, doesn't surprise anybody. So you yeah. just, I mean, whatever. Guess what else I'm on Josh's side for? What's My number that? three. Go ahead. It's Star Wars The Force Awakens wow. for me as well. All right. Now wow. I know what you saved number one for. Well, that wasn't a shock. <laughs> All right, so Star Wars is getting a lot of high high number love there. Two yes. number threes. Wow, okay. All right, Daniel, what is your number three? I have been singing the praises of this movie ever since I saw it. I'm not sure if any of the screeners have taken me San up Andreas, on it. San Andreas, San <laughs> Andreas. Say it, Daniel, say it. Do it! It is not San Andreas. Dang it. <laughs> That's number two. <laughs> what a letdown. Uh, the movie from our number three is Room. Uh, <laughs> Room is possibly the most emotionally gripping film I have ever seen in theaters, quite possibly. It just completely grabs you and, and doesn't let you go. If you watch the trailer, it gives a little bit too much away. So if you haven't seen it or haven't watched the trailer yet, don't watch it. But even though I sort of knew where the film was going, it didn't change the grip that it had on me for, for most of the movie. Performances are incredible. Jacob Tremblay's performance, the, the, the child in that movie... Probably has the best performance of the year, and it is just absolutely incredible. You have to see it. Go see it. Daniel. So you mentioned the trailer. How about if we've heard you describe the plot for the last six months? Well, you know, that, that <laughs> probably doesn't help either, but... Yeah, you know. no, it's based on a best-selling book, so... All right, all right. <laughs> Melody, what is your number three? Uh, I got all nervous because now I feel like I'm hoping that this isn't a 2015 film, but I think somebody's already said it. But I have to say it because it's my number three. So it's The Big Short. Is that 2015? It yeah. was. Yeah. Yes. Okay, just super. <laughs> December 31st, I think. It just barely made oh, it. Okay. Yes. Well, great. Whatever. Yeah. Is. The Big Short. I, I thought it was a, a really well done and unique and very uh, compelling film. So it's my number three. I agree. The Big Short was great. My number three is Room. 
No doubt yes. about it. My top oh, three. you saw it? I yes. Did. I did see it. Uh, and when I when I first walked out of the theater, and I know I knew nothing about this movie. I had not seen a trailer. Good. I had barely seen the poster. And if I had, and then I watched the trailer afterwards. And uh-huh. if I had seen it, it would have not been good. Uh, the movie would have been fine, but it would have ruined some things. So I'm in agreement that the the fact that uh, Tremblay is not nominated for an Academy Award is a travesty. Yeah, really is. Uh, it's that kid. It's there are two or three lines in this movie where you go from kind of not being at an emotional, like there's not a sweeping score or anything like that. You're just sitting there. And a character says something, and you literally break into tears immediately. Yep. Yep. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's uh, hard to recommend because it's it's a it's a hard watch, but it is it's great. It is yep. a great. There is no drama that has been made like this in years. It's a wonderful movie. I totally agree, Daniel. Totally agree. Thank you. So uh, with that, now we're at our top two. Our top Ooh. two. So Man. Josh. Who has just surprised us by picking Star Wars number three? <laughs> What's number two? What is number two on the Ziggler yeah. scale? I am not sure. It's been four other people and eight movies each, so I'm not sure whether anyone's mentioned this. I don't think I've heard this at all yet. My number two movie of the year is Ex Machina. Oh, right. And no one that has said so, anything about that got, it. That was my number 11. That got 11. so Ah. I have that on another, another list that we're going to be talking about later. Uh, Chris, you just keep your list to yourself. <laughs> oh, I have a lot to talk about. I, I feel like we're going to talk a lot about this ex machina today. Maybe you can convince me of some things, but go ahead. It, it is up in that same category of a, a tightly constructed story, a very well-acted story, a small ensemble cast that the whole movie feels very intimate like back like i said when we actually reviewed this for the podcast there you know there's a little bit of technical hole in the movie but name a movie where that where it focuses on ai or computers and that's not the case overall it's just a very well constructed story and it's gripping and it's intimate and it's well written and we need more like it it's sci-fi that's on right on the edge of great sci-fi and sci-fi that's accessible to the mainstream um where my definition of sci-fi is you know something that takes a look at human nature and humanity from the outside whether that be you know through space and aliens or technology or whatever um and i think it i think it does enough to please both crowds and i think that's a rare thing agreed good pick josh Thank you. Very good. Very good. All right. Number two, Chris. Uh, the Martian. The Martian. The Martian's number two. Yeah, Ridley awesome. Scott is um, – it's amazing to me. Is Ridley uh, nominated for an Oscar? Unbelievably no. Nope. I don't understand how that's, that's possible bad. either. Um, I loved everything about The Martian. I read the novel before seeing the film and thoroughly enjoyed uh, the book. I mean, it was really, really great. And then The Martian, although it tells the same story, it tells it in, in a different way. And the two mediums are so different, but both do a fantastic job of conveying the feeling that uh, the, the the story is trying to convey. And I am... I, I, I loved everything about The Martian. It's, it, to me, the top, my top two films um, of the year did something 
different that most of the time I was not, I, I wasn't going to enjoy. And most, I don't enjoy most films that are set where one person is just by themselves. Um, that's not really a movie I like to put myself. They're, just hard, they're hard to watch. They're hard to make. Um, and they very rarely done well. This one is done masterfully. You can tell everybody involved from the people who wrote it, Drew Goddard, to the direction, uh, to the stars are masters at their craft and do an amazing job of putting together something that is truly unique. And I think we're going to not see anything quite like that for a very long time. So The Martian for me was my number two. Great pick. Definitely no argument here. All right, Daniel, what is your number two? Well, back in the summer, all of us screeners picked our favorite film of the summer, and I went against the grain and picked an indie movie over a blockbuster that everybody knows is coming. Uh, <laughs> but after rewatching both films multiple times since then, I have to since decided to change my mind. Uh, mm. So yes. that also tells you what my next, what my number yes. one is. But uh, oh. number yes. two is Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. It is exactly my type of film. If I could describe like the super hyper-specific genre that speaks to me the most, this fits in perfectly. It is, it's hilarious and heartfelt. It's a complete masterclass of tone, blending like serious, serious moments, tr- genuine sadness with hilarious laugh-out-loud moments perfectly. And it's, it's one of, this and Room are the only films to actually make me cry this year. But it's, but it's not even a sad movie. It's just, it's, it just it handles things so perfectly. It's beautifully directed, extremely well-acted, and just exactly the type of film that I love. Uh, it won Sundance last year, and, and it kind of bombed. It didn't do well in theaters. But um, uh, I know many of you haven't seen this, but seriously, please go find it. Cause it is a beautiful, beautiful movie. There are a lot on your list that I need to seek out. So uh, hopefully they'll start showing out. up on uh, on the downloadable you that's know, available digital for download it. stuff. That's so. Yeah, this has been out for a long time. This has yeah. been out for a while. Okay, we need – yeah, I need, I need to check it out. <laughs> There's no doubt that that is the gold standard of hipster comedies. Hipster, not comedies, dramedies, if you will. What are you, what are you trying to say? What I'm saying say? that you know that it's the gold standard for those kinds of movies. <laughs> <laughs> that Daniel enjoys. <laughs> that Daniel <laughs> enjoys. basically how we're doing Daniel that. enjoys for sure. I liked me Earl and the Dying Girl, but – uh, not not as much as Daniel, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. So, Melody, what is your number two? Uh, my number two, I really had a, a hard time picking between one and two because I love both of these movies so much. I feel like I need to watch both of them again to actually know what my answer is. But for now, with my memories of the occasion, my number two is The Martian. It's everything I love about movies all in one film, and it is awesome. And I want to see it again, too. Mm. It's great. It holds up. It definitely holds up. Yeah, it's so good. All right. My number two and number one went back and forth for quite some time. I am not ashamed. I don't care about the ridicule. My number two is Creed. There is no doubt it is almost number one. It has some of my favorite scenes of the year in it that were beautiful and emotional. It has the best boxing match I've ever seen uh, in a single take a a performance of Sylvester Stallone that probably will and should win him an Oscar. It's just beautifully directed, emotional, exciting. Everything that I go to the movies for is totally wrapped up in Creed, and I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So that that is my number two. No shame. He's right over here. We had to separate him from his fight with the other inmates. Hey, Donnie. Your father was a great man to me. I don't know him. Ain't got nothing to do with me. 
Well, I think you could be great, too. So what made you want to fight? My pop was a fighter. Died before I was born. Bounced around foster care, in and out of juvie. I've been fighting my whole life. It's not a choice for me. You see this guy here staring back at you? That's your toughest opponent. Who's next? I believe that's true in the ring, and I think that's true in life. Everything I got is moved on, and I'm here. You're sitting there crying about nobody's around for you. I'm here for you every day. I'm standing right in front of you. Just like any other fight. So if I fight, you fight. You belong here. I found life. You should be able to grab one of these birds. Are you serious? I am serious. Chickens are slowing down. <laughs> No, that's right. just a that's bad a pick, movie. and you should feel bad. I do. I feel terrible. Not at all. Not. <laughs> all right. So here we are, folks. Number, Number one. one. We're yes. going to go around. We'll have the drum rolls as we <laughs> pick our favorite films of 2015. It's Josh. It's going to be Jurassic World. Nobody said Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Joshua. I, this is going to be very anticlimactic. I know where all of this crap is going, but... <laughs> Joshua, maybe, to go. Jo- maybe Josh We're and I should go after you three. To I was, gonna then, say, I was yeah. just going to invite people to go right. ahead and name that's my right. number one. So, Josh, what is your number one film of 2015? Does anyone want to take a stab at this? No. I rated, I rated my number one movie based on how much enjoyment I had personally, I, which seems like the goal of a is. top ten list. Of course. The most enjoyment I had in the theater in 2015 was drumroll please the big short of Yay. course nice. this movie got an 87 on rotten tomatoes because Ooh. the people who give reviews that end up on rotten tomatoes are philistines like daniel They're philistines <laughs> like, yes, daniel. like daniel <laughs> i can't help but he wasn't alive during the housing crisis it's <laughs> true you got to have a personal connection to it that's true. He I didn't mean, like I'm the big short. I'm six but years he, old. I'm six years old. Yeah, he, but he did like hipster cancer movie. That's true. That is true. <laughs> I'll have oh to, I'll have to go see that. What's I keep going on here? On I Netflix quit. Or on <laughs> I like some hipster movies. I do too. I do too. It's just the the title of that movie reminded me of Lars and the Real Girl, and I was like, I've already seen that movie. Oh, yeah, so I agree. Better, so much better than that. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> me and Earl and the Dying Girl is a good movie. I'm just giving Daniel a hard time. So anyway, the big short was great. It had fantastic writing. It was the most I've laughed in a theater in a long time, if not ever. And I just really personally enjoyed it. And it goes up there with the the trend of my top picks, and that is great writing that we need to see more of. Michael, how are you? I found something really interesting. The whole housing market is propped up on these bad loans. They will fail. The housing market is rock solid. It's a time bomb. So Mike Burry, who gets his hair cut at Supercuts and doesn't wear shoes, knows more than Alan Greenspan. Dr. Mike Burry, yes, he does. <laughs> Agreed on the writing, for sure, for sure. All right, as if we don't know what the next three are going to be, Chris, mm-hmm. I mean, what is okay, your so number at- one? At the beginning of this, I said you can't really be objective and say that definitively there's a best film, but I lied. There is definitively (laughs) the best movie of the year. Without a doubt. And it's it's the visit. Without question. Without any kind of possible 
any of it. Mad Max Fury Road oh, is man. the best movie of the year. Right. I, I, I've I've never seen a movie like this before. Uh, it is it, it, firing on all cylinders. The Martian, what a great metaphor for Mad Max, and <laughs> and Mad Max again were those movies that I didn't particularly really like their genres. Uh, where that you know you're by yourself in The Martian or the post apocalyptic film. I don't really seek those out. I uh, don't really usually care for them. My goodness, Mad Max Fury Road just destroyed my view of of what that genre could be, how you could shoot action and convey story. Oh man, so freaking! Is he is is he at least nominated for a director? He is. Yeah, and he, and he, he has a shot win. winning. He could, he could win. win. I mean, honestly, this movie win. this movie is direction. <laughs> There's very little. I mean, it is it is somebody who has to have the the vision at hand. So anyway, I know I've got a feeling I'm hoping that yeah. the next three uh, agree with me here, but we'll see. Well, you know, I'm not going to pick that cause it was on number four, but which is disappointing. Cause I, I yeah. mean, that is disappointing, but it's we'll not, see. It's my fourth favorite movie of the year. It's not disappointing. It's great. It is. But, it is. uh, he he Miller better win because The Revenant is one half of a great movie. So right. with okay. that, Daniel, surprise us. What is your number one? San Andreas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm switching mine actually. I'm going to go to San Andreas too. I want that to be our None of you guys even saw San Andreas, did you? <laughs> no. Surprise. No, anyway. Of course. Anyway. No, but I do smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> <laughs> So it is Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, I already said it. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, what else can I say? I mean, Chris, Chris said it exactly right. I, I hope this goes the way of you know the Matrix or Star Wars, and that it changes the way other movies are made. I mean, what other action movie can you name that got ten Oscar nominations and could win Best Director? I mean, that's just unheard of. Yeah. It's just unheard of, yeah. uh, and it's totally deserved. I mean, this movie is wholly original. It's beautiful, and it's my favorite film of 2015. Absolutely. Okay. Good pick there, Daniel. Great movie, no doubt. Melody, are you going to go a different direction? What is uh, your number nope. one? <laughs> I'm sure not. <laughs> uh, definitely Mad Max Fury Road. In this wasteland, I am the one who runs from both the living and the dead. A man reduced to a single instinct. Survive. was a complete shock to me, complete surprise. I thought I was going to hate this film and it was the clear standout best movie of of the last several years probably for me. I I loved everything about it and I'm so glad it's getting like the critical acclaim that it deserves. Yay for Mad Max. 
Okay, Mad Max Fury Road. So, without a doubt, the screener's best. I, I think there's there's no doubt that that don't the consensus how, has yep, been drawn. Yep, yep. So don't there know we how go. We can overcome three, three number ones, unfortunately. All right. Well, I I typically for my number one movies, I typically pick movies that I've had some sort of strong emotional reaction to. This was a movie that, out of every film that I saw in 2015. It started about the midpoint, uh, third of the way through the movie, started uh, turning the screw as far as tension is concerned. And it got tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter, so much so that it was almost physically painful to watch this movie as it, as it kept going within the, within the premise of this movie. And it has one of the greatest ending scenes in the history of cinema, as far as I'm concerned. And it's, I've never, this never happened before. It's a foreign film, a German movie called Phoenix. It is, it was Whoa. released, it was wow. released in July of 2015. It has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, in case you're wondering. Uh, and it is, it's based <laughs> in, in Germany at just after uh, the liberation of concentration camps. And it's essentially a retelling of Hitchcock's Vertigo, but in that setting. And what? it is unlike anything I have ever seen. I, again, I can't. I don't want to say anything else about it because the premise and the and what happens toward the end of the film is so impactful. If you know much more about it, other than to say it is miraculously acted uh, by the by the the feminine protagonist, and it's just it's so intense and so thrilling, and then resolves in such a way that I've never seen that. Uh, it was unquestionably, and I never, I didn't even see it in the theater. I saw it on Netflix because that was the only place that I could see it. But there was no question when I saw this movie, this was the most impactful film of 2015 for me. And nobody was more surprised than I was. So it's Phoenix. Wow, that's crazy. It's wow. awesome. It is awesome. So anyway, so that's it. So those are our number one. So for those of you playing at home, it's clearly obvious that the <clears throat> consensus number yes. one film of the year Deserving. Oh, come on. Don't say that with discomfort. Do you have a problem with Mad Max being the number one film? I mean, I don't don't think it's the number one film, but sure. It is is the number one film. It is. Look, it is. It it, it complete. You can't argue it. What is Phoenix? I actually can argue it. (laughs) Nobody's heard of Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) No, Phoenix isn't changing the world. Mad Max is changing the world. Uh, Pretty sure it's not changing the world. Let me just interject here. I made I misunderstood our assignment for this podcast, and I also made a top ten worst movies of the year list. Oh, and Mad Max gosh. was number two. Number, number two. two. Well, that's just incorrect. Heresy. I think. I think actually, in your world where everything is reversed, I think that actually means that you saw in, in the way that I see things. You're saying that's the, the number two best film for most people would be. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. All right, so uh, before we move on too much further, let's just talk about those honorable mentions that just missed our list. Do we have any any uh, honorable mentions that we struggled to get in the top ten, but there just wasn't quite enough room? Josh, did you have any? I have other movies that I have seen. I did not have any that I thought this should make the top ten, but I don't have any like that. I have one that I could pick that was number ten on my least worst list. But I'm going to use it for something else tonight. Least worst. worst. I like it. I don't know what that means. Our least worst list. You know what that means. All right, Chris, what about you? Any honorable mentions? 
Yeah, I mean, you guys have said it. I've been on some of your lists. The Big Short uh, was number 11 for me. Uh, Spy was number 12. Daniel Booze every time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's okay. It's all right. It's all good. We agree on Mad Max Fury Road, Daniel, and that's, that's all that's important. And that's all that's required for you to both be sheep. (laughs) <laughs> sheep i saw that movie without what in the direction. world where did josh. that even come and, from that's right josh you have back star off. wars that's on your top off. 10 josh you have star wars so Good. you zip yes. it jeez whatever <laughs> and things <laughs> really exploded there for a second <laughs> that got intense i like it <laughs> i love it all right. all right i'm gonna troll the podcast for the rest of my career isn't here. that what, what you, you, mean, what you so it's just like any no other show. up until now i've been completely genuine this is just me oh right <laughs> But that was a all, little bit of a troll. I think I'm, we understand that, Josh. I think I think that's the uh, the gist. Yeah. All right, Daniel. Any honorable yeah. mentions for you? Uh, yeah, I have a couple. Uh, I I came very close to tying the Hateful Eight uh, with Revenant number ten. Uh, those feel very similar to me. Uh, you know, guys killing each other in the snow, stuff like that. Uh, so <laughs> I, I liked liked it a decent amount. Ex Machina was great. My favorite underseen film of the year. Well, I have a few underseen films on my top 10, but uh, another one, I guess, uh, is a movie called Cop Car. That's Kevin Bacon, right? Kevin Bacon. It's directed by John Watts, who is going to be directing the next Spider-Man. That's why I watched it, because I was curious. And it's a really, really simple, very simple, small movie. But it just, it really blew me away. It was really, really interesting. You definitely should check it out, because it's really intriguing. Cool, cool. Uh, so yeah, that's it. What about you, Melody? Any uh, any honorable mentions? I just had Kingsman uh, number eleven. That was probably the only other one that made made the list. Okay, my honorable one. my honorable mentions were: I had Kingsman, I had Ex Machina for sure, Love and Mercy, uh, Star Wars was an honorable mention, Hateful Eight honorable mention, Anomalisa, Anomalisa, all those were just kind of right right in there together. So. A good year in cinema, I think for sure. I had a really hard time narrowing in on my my top five or six this year, so that's that's a good sign for sure. We saw lots of things uh, in 2016 for tales. Hopefully, some more good stuff. But with that, let's move on to some uh, specific categories in 2015. Mm. Let's start with our biggest surprises. What was a movie or movies that surprised you? You didn't. You had low expectations or no expectations, or either you didn't know much about it. And it surprised you in some way. Uh, Josh, let's start with you. Surprisingly good or surprisingly bad? However you want to see it. Um, I have more to say about the surprisingly bad one. But I feel like I should give a little bit of a shout out to a movie that was kind of surprisingly okay that I didn't know much about. And that was something we haven't mentioned before, which is Chappie. It was, you know, it was uneven at times. no. Okay, see, I, I really should have saved this. Let, you, let the I man get a sentence bit. out before you attack him. <laughs> no, I don't really have many sentences about it, like I said. It's it's just that it was, I didn't know what to think about it going in, and it wasn't it wasn't that bad. They did, they did a little bit to humanize the robot, and the real, real gangster actors that they had were, you know, not always the best actors, but they... Lent an air of authenticity to it. So let me okay, get this I'm straight. making all this up. You, I don't. You love Chappie? I thought about yeah. Chappie. So you, you, you love me? You don't like Mad Max, but you do like Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get that straight. I don't understand. I don't understand. Okay. That. okay. All right. So Chris, what about you? What surprised <laughs> you other than what Josh just said? <laughs> well, I mean, that never actually surprises me. I just um, dumbfounded. 
Um, so, uh, biggest surprise of the year. I think, honestly, Mad Max Fury Road would be that for me. Um, but beyond that would be The Visit. I was expecting it to be horrible. In fact, I went to see this movie knowing that it was going to be horrible, but actually quite enjoyed it. And I think the the even the, the thing that made it even better for me was listening to if you don't listen to the podcast called the Q&A with what's his name um who's the host of that show Chad you know Jeff Goldsmith either way he did an interview with M Night Shyamalan and it was really fascinating um it, it makes that movie come alive even more i mean obviously the visit is not a great movie it nowhere near on my list but it was just a surprise it was just one of those things that it wasn't awful it was it was actually like oh wow okay maybe there's something here and maybe we'll see something good from Night Shyamalan on his next round. I think he's got some good stuff in him. We'll see. All right, good. Good surprise. Daniel, anything surprise you this year in cinema? Yeah, well, The Visit, that was a great pick. I actually, I'm sort of rethinking. That's a really good pick. Uh, I sort it of is. forgot about it. That is a good uh, pick. But that's not what I chose. Uh, <laughs> I chose <laughs> I chose Brooklyn because, um, yeah, it's nominated for Oscars and stuff, so it's not like a huge surprising uh, movie, but it's not. It's just not my type of thing. It's a very, very traditional romantic drama, um, so that's not something I normally like, but it, I really enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, it was really well done, really well made. Excuse me, really well made. So, uh, yeah, I really liked that a lot. I agree. It's my number eight. I loved Brooklyn. It's wonderful. What about you, Melody? Anything surprise you? I mean, when I think of films of 2015 that surprised me, there's one that stands out way above all the others, and it's Mad Max. Just like I said, I was expecting to really despise that film. You did not want to go to that movie. No, I I was very mad. I was grumpy. I was like, oh, this podcast is making me see this stupid movie, and I'm going (laughs) to hate it. And like it's my it's my number one film of the year, so that's clearly my biggest surprise. It was awesome. Good, good, good. Well, my surprise, I had a couple. One for me. Uh, was Kingsman. I just, you talk mm. about no, little to no expectation of enjoyment. And then I left that movie like this, this is my top 10 for sure. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, and then another one is Bone Tomahawk. This is a Western that surprised me, not in a way like this is so good. I didn't expect anything, but it has a few scenes in it that one in particular where I thought to myself, I cannot believe I am seeing this. This is the most horrific I mean, horrific death scene I have ever seen in a movie, but it's over the top on purpose. Um, so an old Western, you guys, have you heard of Bone Tomahawk at all? Yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. That, yeah. Uh, Matthew Fox. It's uh, it's actually very, very well done, um, but man, alive. It it's has on Netflix, a, right? Is that, am, I, am I right in thinking no, that? No, yeah, you can rent it, but it's not on Netflix. Okay. Uh, if you like, I think it's like, on Amazon Prime. Amazon oh, Prime. That's okay. where I've seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you like the Western milieu, you definitely want to – you would check it out. It's, it's, it's well done, but man, it's got a couple scenes that will blow your face off. All right, literally. so that's – That literally. So that's our surprises. Let's move to disappointments. What was the movie or movies that most disappointed us this year, whether that was high expectations or just just hoping to like something what what disappointed you josh what didn't disappoint you josh i don't know (laughs) very few things very few things well i'm gonna list off a couple and that would be i'll just have to start with avengers um the visit jurassic world i didn't expect to like but Topping, well, Sicario's on that list too, actually, which we could talk about if we want to, but we probably don't want to. Um, Topping that list, of course, has to be a movie that I went into with no expectations, no no experience with the franchise, no, I, 
but part of me still wanted to like it. Part of me was like, this is a this is kind of a cult classic thing. It's a underground cultural phenomenon, and I want to see, I want to see what it's all about, and I want to like this. And I came home from this movie just angry that I had spent the last two hours of my life in the theater with these people and this terrible non-story that people for weeks afterwards tried to pull a story out of. And that was Mad Max. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Unbelievable. Mad Max is just this, aside from the obviously amazing physical effects and visual effects, the the way they did the effects in this movie are, of course, fantastic. And they better be because he had like 16 years to make it and remake it and do it again. How dare he? The lack of... And this is a running theme, obviously, throughout this entire podcast with me, is is writing. And the lack of writing in this is just astounding. You have to write your own story. I, I know the story's told with the camera and it's but it's so trite and you have to you have to pull and reach and really want this to be good for it to be good. And that's what three of the five of us have chosen to do and more power to you. I not cannot chosen, kill your dreams to say it's the your best heart, of the year. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, it's definitely is, not terrible. But. That is, oh, it's terrible. I, Josh, where you're coming from is just—I I don't even—I can't even. Yeah, there's no it. argument to be made yeah. because you're just speaking in crazy talk. Totally off no base. Sense. Totally yeah. off base. But that's okay. You're 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 entitled to your own opinion, even if it's wrong. That's okay. No that's words. true. That's true. All right, <laughs> Chris, what disappointed you other than what Josh just said? <laughs> Yeah, there, there is. Okay. So when I was looking at this year, 2015, I mean, last year, um, I was so excited because all the things I loved when I was growing up, I was getting like a, 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 a renewal on, right? So star Wars and mission impossible. And, uh, you know, I was getting a new Jurassic movie and a new bond movie and a new Terminator movie. <laughs> Oh, um, I don't know if it was, I don't know what happened with it. There's so much, so much good stuff that could be done with this franchise. And I don't understand why you can't make a good Terminator movie. Um, I guess it's just James Cameron was the, the magic sauce on that. And everybody else is just trying to make a cheap imitation. I don't know. But for me, I was really hoping that they were going to reboot the franchise a la, you know, J.J. Abrams, and really breathe new life into this thing. But it really just, it was a huge disappointment to me. I, I Honestly, I wanted to love it. Um, in fact, I came out like trying to convince myself that I really loved this movie. But I can't even convince myself to rent it again to watch it again. Um, I don't even, I, I don't want to, I don't want to revisit it. No. I, I don't see it again. It's just, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, it really does. Just, even me talking right now makes me sad so i'm gonna stop yeah it's a bummer well i went in with such low absolutely low couldn't be lower expectations for the movie and i i watched it and honest it's definitely a terrible movie no doubt about it but it was not as bad as i thought it was gonna be i i I wouldn't call it i wouldn't call it a terrible I, i would just say that i just there's so much promise with it like it's a great There's something franchise. in there like you can yeah. see a good movie in there but they just messed it up yeah that, that yep exactly yeah it was yeah, tremendously totally. disappointing no doubt what about you daniel what disappointed you in 2015 i have two uh for the exact same reason 
uh, both Tomorrowland and Joy. Oh yeah, uh, Tomorrowland. I forgot about that. Yeah. Both both oh. of those movies had such incredible, fantastic talent behind them, and neither of them, one of them just lived up to their potential. Neither of them were terrible uh, by any means. They just weren't nearly as good as they should have been. Yeah. And so they're just disappointing. Agreed, agreed. Tomorrowland was definitely on my list. So Melody, what about you? Uh, was disappointing in 2015, other than Chris. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. wow, come on. Oh, shut yes, up. Yes. We're friends. We love each other. <laughs> All right. It disappoints All right. me too, but I don't go out and say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My biggest film disappointments were I, ha- I have quite a list. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have quite a list, but I'll try and pare it down for the sake of time. Uh, the Good Dinosaur is on that list. Yeah. I was, you know, really uh, expecting great things from Pixar because they usually put out great things, and it wasn't. It wasn't bad, but it was completely forgettable. It's, you know, not one that I would care to watch again, and I don't really think my kids would care to watch again. Yeah. Um. So that was a pretty big disappointment. The other one on here I have is is Spectre, just because I love Bond films. It wasn't so great, so that's on my list. And. My number one biggest disappointment of the year is not a film, but a trailer, and it's the new Star Trek trailer, and it makes me cry. <laughs> oh, yes. 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 That's horrible. That's, that you might got... be the best thing of the entire night, that, that yeah. pick right there. That was really good. It's well done. Facts. I think it, I think it, it looks great. It looks so exciting. <laughs> so Again, it's one of those things I'm trying to convince myself. And I think it does. I think it looks so, awesome. I so can't much wait. action. <laughs> Chris it. was actually trying to tell me the other day that maybe there's hope. Because, Mel, because enough time, the guy li- actually likes Star Trek, blah, blah, blah. He does. Justin Lin is a Trekkie, and there's no Simon hope. Pegg is writing it. Chris, have you seen uh, the trailer? Have you seen the trailer? There's no that's, hope. That's all there is to say about that. So Very sad. My disappointments were I also had Avengers in Tomorrowland, but my two two biggest one, number one, was Chappie. I just yeah. could not believe how horrible that movie was coming off of Elysium, which is worse. Chappie is definitely better than Elysium. I was going to say, wait a but second. But not much. Not much better. And I just don't understand how the man behind District 9, which is a borderline masterpiece, could make two consecutive films that are so just off the mark. So, Chappie. But the number one, I mean, not even, it wasn't even close. The most disappointed I have been in the theater all of 2015 is freaking Spectre. That movie is garbage. (laughs) It's garbage. I don't care what Chris or Daniel says. It is no good. Zero good. My number 14 of the year. Nothing redeeming. Are you kidding me? No. Nothing redeeming. It's terrible. It's uninspired. It's garbage. It's pretty garbage, but it's garbage. It's refuse. It needs to be thrown out. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Replace Spectre with Mad Max, and you have my vote. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so that was my biggest disappointment, and I mean it. So anyway. Now, let's go. Good for you, Mel. That's right. So let's, uh, let's talk about a couple of things here. Let's talk about a movie that you liked that others did not, whether that's the critical community or just the other screeners. What's All a movie that you generally liked, not necessarily loved, but that you thought, eh, wasn't that bad? Josh, what about you? And i got to pull up my notes for this episode to actually make any kind of argument. But since I don't have them, I'm going to mount a half-throated defense of Chappie. Chappie was okay. No. It was it was terrible. What didn't you like about Chappie? Everything. How about we go that way? What didn't you like and I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> well, we reviewed it actual, on the podcast. We did. And that's yeah. why I said I have to pull up my notes cuz I don't 
remember it enough to I remember what it was about but I don't remember why I think it was okay the, and you guys hated it. For me the characters were the number one thing for me. I think the 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 yeah, actual the person no 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 the actual person of or whatever you want to call it of Chappie and then the resolution of that story was one of the most ridiculous things mm-hmm. I'd well, seen. And so I was just I just could not I, I that was the one thing. I mean I haven't thought about the movie in a while but yeah I just I, it it just was not on par, it felt a little just disjointed, in my opinion. The visual effects, the, the actual effect of Chappie looked spectacular, and that's why the trailer had me hooked. I wanted to see the movie, but the actual execution for me just did not work. Effects aren't an excuse for a bad movie. And I'll be honest, I my agree. notes for this <laughs> section say, uh, <laughs> for a movie that I liked and others didn't, it reads, and I quote, not sure this movie exists for me. Did everyone like Chappie? Chappie was okay. That's that's my dramatic wow. reading of my notes. Yeah, that that, that was sounds amazing. that was that was a big defense there. Yeah. My big my biggest problem with the movie was just the general plotting and the structure of the film. Every every dumb caricature that they could have Hugh Jackman's yeah. villain character. It was literally twirling <laughs> his <Jackman>. twirling his mustache <laughs> no, and his black of that movie. hat. Come on. Especially no, his shorts, his terrible. his like really short shorts. Those were the, that was the star of the yeah, film. For and me. it's simplistic plot points underneath a high concept idea where everybody did the one thing that a real human being would not do. It was the tonal shifts. It was terrible. It was just so disappointing. It looked, yeah, am- you win, it, was it, terrible. it looked amazing. <laughs> it, it looked I phenomenal. Sure and I liked Chappie. I thought Charlotte Copley did a great job. Anyway, now let's go to, uh, to you, Chris. What's the movie that you liked that now, others I'm, did not? I'm not trying to, def- I don't want to defend this movie. I'm just, I, I want to leave this in my bubble and just say, I enjoyed this movie. You guys go do your own thing. Okay. So, Here's the movie that I liked. Are you no trying to else. insulate yourself from what's about and to happen? Was, and that was Jupiter Ascending. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. What? I thought other people have seen this to make fun of him for I me. I think I just had a stroke. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I'm I, having I really, a stroke. <laughs> I really did like you this are opera. Um, I think I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I really did. I, I did not see it as... Now look, I don't think it's a great film. It was nowhere. It's not on my top twenty films of last year, but I think for all the hatred uh, that that movie got, is I didn't. I didn't see the the the, the hatred uh, that needed to be thrown against that film. I I liked the vision that it cast. I felt like um, they went way too overboard. They should have made the 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 story tighter and more concise. But there's a there's a sequence in that movie that is genuinely funny and entertaining when she goes to the to try and get her ID. Do you guys remember that sequence uh, that I actually enjoyed quite a bit? I think there's a, a oh lot gosh, of, I can't believe you're sitting here defending this movie right now. <laughs> well, I won't then I'm just saying that the movie you liked that no one else did. I think that this is accurate. Good in answer. Description. I, I Good would answer. say that accurately. So fits that's why I'm list. saying <laughs> Jupiter ascending. You're proving my point. Yes. Thank you very much. Good I'm, night. We are glad that you liked it. And that, that proves, <laughs> I don't know what that proves. You can like anything. Oh my goodness. That movie is awful. Oh, no, no, no. I hate a chappie. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Oof. I'm sorry. I just needed a moment there. All right, Daniel. <laughs> Wait till the all- next question. You're going to love my answer. Oh, the next. No. It's gonna be what about you? What did you like that others didn't? Well, all other answers are just like, oh, yeah, that wasn't so bad. There's no doubt. Uh, But my entire time on this podcast has been leading up to this moment. (laughs) It's been leading up. Yes. Yes, Everybody say it with me now. Yes. San Andreas. San Andreas. I I literally, I I wrote this down and said, 
I mean, I think I put it in the show notes um, that you, you would pick San Andreas. So, that's Daniel, I make but, a I make a promise to you that I will watch that movie in the next few weeks just to see just to see on. what the deal is. I now feel like on. we all it should is, make a pact. Do it. And it, it, here's the thing: it I is not a great on, movie. Hang on, I think we should. Everyone's watch just that completely movie. interrupting him. We're not letting him talk about <laughs> San Andreas. <laughs> no, it's great. We, we trust you, Daniel. But you let's, don't let's... get it, Daniel. You don't get time. Now listen. Um, I think we should live watch San Andreas together and do it like that would be incredible. And do it like Mr. Science Theater. <laughs> so... no, but for real, we can't let him talk. <laughs> All right, Daniel, go. Okay, here's the thing. I'm not going to try to tell you it's a good movie. It's not. It's not a great movie. But look, it's a, it it gets the job done. If you like disaster movies like I do, then you you might enjoy your time watching it. And that's as much praise as I will give to San Andreas. And job. you loved it, and it's your favorite movie ever. You took the words right out of my mouth. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, there's no surprise there. Melody, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> what is the movie that you liked that others did not? Well, I feel like I'm going to be made just as much fun of as the rest of you three for your for your picks. But my pick that came to my mind when I was thinking of a film that I really enjoyed that nobody else did was... The Man from Uncle, because um, that was a fun movie, <laughs> but <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of it. So my Google search to remember the name of it was Spy Movie with Hot Guys, and that was The Man from Uncle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Ow. I liked it. So there you have it. <laughs> Spy Movie with Hot Guys. Yes. Was what yes. you remember about that That's movie? That's what I googled. I actually it came I, right up. I enjoyed that movie somewhat. I, <laughs> Look, you know, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie right. is a, a right up. Yeah, he's a Josh that directs things. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it, it was it's, fine. It's but... no Jupiter Ascending or anything. Yeah, but... Exactly. Jupiter Ascending was awesome. Everybody, it was yeah, so yeah. good. Well, the movie that I liked that most people did not is Crimson Peak. I uh, it's a beautiful film. It's not it was marketed as a horror movie. It's not really a horror movie. It's not a great movie, but it's it's worth seeing just for the set design alone. Performances are over the top. Um it's not really scary, but it's it's a it's a very interesting movie and I I really somewhat enjoyed it. I I really liked it. So Crimson Peak it is. So let's flip that now and let's talk about a movie that we didn't like. That seemingly everyone else did. I know it's coming for Josh. Joshua, what is your story? Well, I already used Mad Max. And oh, so all right. I'm going to have to jump to the number one on my worst movies of the year list since we're not doing that. And this movie has a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes against Mad Max's 97 because Rotten Tomatoes is full of the dregs of society. <laughs> the, the movie that everyone else liked, I think everyone else liked it, Maybe one of us didn't, but I thought was terrible was It Follows. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's my review. Come on. That's actually on my list, too. So Okay, good. Well, then I guess everyone else didn't like it, so I lose again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not just the screeners. It's the the critical consensus. It stands alone, and It Follows is great, so you're wrong. But that's okay. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Chris, what about you? All right. Here's where we can have a debate, everybody. Mm. I'm going to say Ex Machina for me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Um, So I've heard a lot of amazing, great things about this movie. And I am a huge sci-fi fan. I love science fiction. Obviously not. 
and um, <laughs> shut down. Wow, the gate. No, so I I watched this movie and um I I just wasn't I didn't feel like it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Like I just felt like okay I've seen that movie before. Uh, all those points you just made, I've seen. There was nothing really new there for me. I, I knew almost from the very beginning what where it was going and where we were headed. And it took a long time to get there. So many um, words. <laughs> no, I, I, the, no, there, there, are, there are moments where there are no words. I mean, there, there's a lot of time. There, there are a few scenes that were really kind of like, ooh, where's this headed? Where's this going? Is it gonna maybe go on? You know, switch on on its head where I thought it was gonna be headed, but it never did that. Um, so for me, it just, I, I just wasn't as excited about it as you guys were. I think. I'd heard a lot of hype for it. Yes, Ex Machina. So I started watching it. I just didn't see the, like, I didn't think it was horrible. I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just don't think it does anything different or or changes the genre in any way. Like, like I was led to believe it was going to, I guess. So that's that's my pick, Ex Machina. You're, just for the record, your top ten list is full of movies that don't do anything to change <laughs> or redefine say. the genre. <laughs> but whatever. So for the record, when Chris sits down to watch a movie, he I'm gonna disagree on almost completely new all, that he's never seen before. I'm going to disagree on almost all on almost all of my picks. I think really? they do something new. Yeah, Can totally. read those again? Let's start with Star Wars. <laughs> Creed. Creed, The Final Girls, maybe not Steve Jobs, but Kingsman did, did new things. So Whoa. did Inside Out. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. What, what new things did Kingsman do? Could you explain the new things? You, you would not describe Kingsman as being fresh and new. Yeah. Something. No, uh, I would, I, I would really describe would. Kingsman as I mean, being absolutely fun say and over that. the so top. We're move on. I, listen, um, I'll send you a list of five movies that are exactly the same kind of over the top, ultra violent, silly not spy done genre well, action. Come on, not, give me a not done like Kingsman. Not done yeah. in the style or in the way of Kingsman. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm with Chris not, on this one. No, oh my not, not the case. Anyway, all I'm saying is, is for me that. The, the amount of uh, hype X, X Machina got, especially from you guys, I just wasn't, I just wasn't there. I, I, again, I'm not saying it's a terrible movie. I'm not saying I did not enjoy at least watching it, seeing it once. But I don't think it, it – it, I didn't like it as much as I feel like everybody else was. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's, all, that's all where I'm at. That's but, fine. You don't have to love it. I just didn't understand I, I, your I'm reasoning of it didn't redefine the genre. Oh, so every movie redefines the genre? I'm Come just on. saying I, I knew where it was we going for the very beginning. didn't redefine anything I, or I, do I, anything I, new for the record. What did you say? It was just well done in what it did. Creed was not new at all. Uh, okay. It, it might have True shot a there. boxing scene. And I love Creed. I'm talking about Creed. This screen. is a point that, St- that, that that Chad brought up, and I was just saying that there's a, several films, a lot, of, maybe the majority of the films on my list, did something new in a genre that I was surprised by. Well, that's what I'm saying. Chad picked on you for Kingsman. I'm picking on you for Creed. You mentioned both of those when you said they did something new. I, I feel like Creed did do something new in that genre because boxing movies are a dime a dozen. And I feel like when you sit down and you watch Creed, mm-hmm. it did something that most others do not do and focused on other things that I was not expecting it to do. Now, again, I don't need to go through and defend all the movies on my list. All I'm saying is – I think Mark you do. I think we should do that right now. We're only an hour and a half into this, right? I feel pretty confident uh, in, in my argument there. But anyway, we'll just move on. Yes, Ex-Mach- let's move on because definitely Creed doesn't do anything except be a good boxing movie. But whatever. Let's go to you, Daniel. What did you not like that others did? Uh, well, to my surprise, as I mentioned in the last episode, my pick here is The Big Short. I I definitely certainly did not hate it. Uh, I, I, I 
see good things in it, but I just didn't really get it. And uh, it's definitely a surprise to me. It has a real shot at winning Best Picture, so I, I guess I'm wrong, but uh, I just I just didn't get it. So. Look, Daniel, if you don't like it, you stick to that. I can't. I'm still I can't mad do it, about Josh. Crash. All right. Why, why, why are you be giving him a bailout and you don't give me one? What the heck? What is going on here? Look, Daniel is still relatively new to this. He's new to our little circle. You have been here for years and years, mm-hmm. and you persist. You persist in this. Persist in what? In being wrong. In invalid criticism. <laughs> Look, Daniel's allowed a couple free passes. Eventually, he'll get the same treatment as you, but, <laughs> but we're done, Chris. We're I have something done. to look forward to. The more he Great. keeps beating down the big short, that's true. That's true. So that's you're, you're true. saying I'm tenured at this. I, I just have to expect to be treated unfairly. You are. You cannot be fired from being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Awesome. So what about you, Melody? What, uh, what was the movie that you didn't like that others did in 2015? Well, I did have It Follows on that list, but apparently Josh Ooh. agrees with me on that. Ooh. So that that would be one. And Steve Jobs was my other one that came to mind. I'm not sure that everyone else loved it, but I did not like it. So, yeah, I put it there. My number eight of the year. My <laughs> number six or five for me. So I, yeah. I liked it. Well, Chris, yeah, I was a little it. surprised that that was number eight on yours. I thought you didn't like it when we reviewed it on the podcast. Okay, he so- was talking about the Ashton Kutcher movie. He didn't specify. <laughs> That's right. I was talking about Jobs. Um, no, no, no. Okay, so again, and I did clarify this, but I feel like I've gotten a bad rap on that, is that I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a great film, but I didn't think it was accurate to what the events actually happened. So okay. th- those two things are different. I, I, can, I can say critically that I did not enjoy the fact that they – did not use the facts. However, the film is very effective, well done, and a great movie. I enjoyed the movie. So would you say so, you enjoyed it because it showed you something new? Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. it was new. Three <laughs> acts. It was, so it's okay it, for them it, to – I got it. I got it. Okay. It was, really it was brand new in the sense that it wasn't accurate to Steve Jobs' life. And so Chris was like, I never saw this. I never knew this happened in his <laughs> exactly. life. Exactly. How is this true? And I spent like four hours on Wikipedia, and it was amazing. No, I'm just joking. That's good. Well, for me, the movie that I didn't like that others did, uh, one was Jurassic World. That movie, such a disappointment. Uh, And most people liked it. It was like a 73 on Rotten Tomatoes. And I just didn't understand. I don't know if people were just so excited to be back in that world again that they just lost their minds. Because it seemed like a lot of people really loved that movie. And it's just not a good movie. It was mostly Uh, Chris Pratt. He's a dreamboat. Chris Pratt's wonderful. I love Chris Pratt. But it's just... I don't know. It, may, I mean, it makes me a little nervous for episode nine, but whatever. And but the but the number one movie that I didn't like that most people did, I am in lockstep with Melody is Steve Jobs. I, I don't saying I don't like it is probably a little too hard, um, but this almost made my disappointment list as well. It just it was beautifully written, but it just didn't just didn't connect for me. I didn't I didn't enjoy it very much. So that's. That would be for the one for me that I didn't really like that most people did. So a couple more things here uh, before we wrap up our 2015 roundup of the year. We have two more questions. The next one is going to be with all of the best of and things that we liked and blah, blah, blah. Was there a worst movie of the year for us individually? Was there a movie that we thought was just the worst? So, Josh. No, it's, it's kind of a dead heat between okay. Mad Max and It Follows. Honorable mentions on the worst of the worst. <laughs> Going down from three to five are Hunger Games, The Visit, and Jurassic World. Chris, I'm sorry. Predestination only made number six. Predestination was last year. It was, it was January 2015, I think, when I looked it up. No. Maybe not. But I'm pretty okay. sure. It was. Predestination was on my list last year. So. Oh, well, whatever. So, okay. That okay. website I checked was total nonsense. 
Okay, okay. So since Josh, you know, I mean, it's a little anticlimactic. Josh has already hated so many things that there wasn't wasn't further much further down for him to go. But Chris, no. I am interested to find out for you since you love everything. I thought it might be something like um, Jupiter Ascending, but that's like one of your favorites. So tell us. No, what I, is, hang on well, now. You, that you is not it. what I Daniel said. Daniel loves San Andreas. You love Jupiter I'll, Ascending. It's I'll, just I'll okay. welcome it. to my world. I'll, I'll take it. No, welcome to your world. Trust me, this is this is my world. I I, I comfortably live here, and I've lived here just like <laughs> Joss has said for years. Um, right. So what's your worst? Uh, so I wrote this down before any discuss. I have not changed my list since we started recording, and my worst movie of the year was Chappie. <laughs> yes, I agree. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, it, it was it was it was a disappointment. It was not good. I was embarrassed. <laughs> embarrassed. I almost wanted to walk out. <laughs> I was embarrassed. You were you were embarrassed. I watched it at the New York premiere, okay, and it was horrible and it was really just uncomfortable. And not to drop names or mics or not anything. to yeah, not to like Jeez. talk up or anything, but well, that's but I'm still, kind of a big deal. It's pretty funny for you to be in that environment and still know that you're watching a stinker. That's yeah, got to be really, really like, ooh, yep, yep, yep. Okay, what about you, uh, Daniel? What's what's your worst of the year? Okay, I I really thought through this. I wanted to have a good answer for this question. Okay, <laughs> so I, I almost immediately picked Adam Sandler's The Ridiculous Six, but I was yeah. thinking through it a little bit more. Okay, so. That's the more obvious choice. It's probably objectively now, that probably is. Hang the, on, hang on a second. Did you actually watch it? Oh, I watched it. Oh, oh I watched so you're it. part of the problem. Netflix is like <laughs> yes. this movie's yes. a success. Well, wait, wait, because Ch- Chad, you were over here for a couple of days. We were, you were going to a wedding um, in the area, so you were staying at our home for a few days, and we turned it on. Yes. And we basically just fast forwarded through the entire yeah. thing. That's all you need to do. Well, we yeah. uh, we watched the first scene, and we were like, "Yep, this is about what I yep. thought." Exactly. exactly. So I almost put it on the list, but I felt a little disingenuous in doing so because yeah. I didn't actually watch the movie. Well, here's so. the thing. Here's the thing. So th- that actually isn't my pick because, as you said, it's exactly what you think it's going to be. Oh, man. It's, that, it's bad, but but it's it's almost intentionally bad, right? It's so, a Sandler so, movie. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I want to think of what movie like shouldn't have been bad that was just awful. And so my pick for that is Joe Wright's film Pan, uh, the Hugh Jackman. Oh, saw Pan that. Thing. Wow. Oh, I saw it, and it was... You're the one. It was absolutely <laughs> horrible. I mean, it, I was actually angry while watching it. It was so offensively bad that it made me mad. Wow. It, there, there were choices in there that I was just thinking, who, who, who in their right mind thought this was a good idea? They, they are singing Nirvana songs throughout the whole thing, like a musical. Like, it was just... It was the most uh, offensively bad thing I've seen in a very long time. So that, for me... Because it shouldn't have been so awful. It, with, with the cast and crew and everything, it could have been, I don't know, okay, I guess. But it was so offensively bad that it's worse than an Adam Sandler movie, than two Adam, Sa- yeah. Adam Sandler movies from this year. I am glad you said that. You just saved me having to watch that at home. Very yes. good. Very don't good. watch it. All right, Melody, what about you? What was your worst movie of the year? My worst movie of the year was so sorry, Chris, but Jupiter Ascending. Very clear, <laughs> yes. very clear answer in you my mind. That. I did not change yes, it. That is did. what has been written on my page Ooh. since I found out that was a question. Now I will say <laughs> that I did not see some of the supposed worst movies of the year because I just saved myself the trouble. But I did see that one, and it was the worst. You're just saying it's the worst of the best that you saw it's, is basically what you're saying. It's the worst film that I saw in the theater this year, wow. in my opinion. Good. Good for you. Well, I, I went about 
trying to answer this question pretty pretty much in the same way that Daniel did, in as there are some very, very obvious candidates, things like Fifty Shades of Grey or Jupiter. Which you saw ten times. Which I haven't seen. Jupiter Ascending or the whatever it is, the Mar- Fantastic Six, what is it? Whatever the heck, it, that stupid Fantastic is. Four. What it, not Fantastic Four, but <laughs> the Ridiculous, ridiculous Six. The Ridiculous Six, yeah, okay. Whatever, April all that eight. stuff. Paul, Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, you know, those kinds of things. And for me, I had to pick a movie. And for for the cinephiles out there that listen to this show, when I say this, I'll probably lose all credit. But there's one movie that I watch that is on many, many critics' best of the year list. And I get it. I get the movie. I understand the, the metaphor. I, I get what's happening, the exploration. But there's a movie that I watch that I literally hated. Like, I, I watched the whole thing, and when it was over, I hated it and it's called the duke of burgundy i don't understand it i don't i mean i do understand it i just don't understand why people love this movie it's an exploration of obsession i just i don't even want to talk about it it's so bad so duke of burgundy is the worst my worst i don't even understand what you're saying right now that i mean that's just a random random yeah. thing so it's okay. not it's not a random thing it's a pretty random never heard of it so well because you haven't heard of it doesn't make it random it just <laughs> it's pretty random heard of it. <laughs> it's random <laughs> because it's actually on many top 10 lists but it's duke of burgundy it's not it's not worth it's not worth the effort so with that we've got one more question to wrap it up and we thought we've been in the world of cinema a little bit long tonight so let's go to our favorite television yes. shows show or shows of 2015 so Josh, yes. let's start with you on the tube. What was your favorite experience this last year? Well, I'm just going to have to come out there and say it was Hannibal. What? That's a lie. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> have you watched it? Of course not. This is a troll. This is a total troll. <laughs> was was it a straight enough face it's pretty voice good. To, to, to believe it? No. Uh, not even no, a little. I haven't no, I haven't Chris seen it. Chris totally the bought it for a moment. There. He did. I, I was, believe it. Are you I, I, I almost felt bad to crush his <laughs> Even though he knew it wasn't someone, true, his heart someone. was incapable of not being happy. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I would have heard that. He had watched Hannibal before now, so no, I would have saved it, Chris. No, you would saved it for you. <laughs> this moment, Bull. This entire artifice has been because I don't have an answer for this question, but I, I can tell. Um, I like that Stephen Colbert has taken over the Late Show. I know his ratings are in the tank right now, and that's because he's doing his show on in the normal late night spot, and people aren't used to it, and. Parts of it are too high concept for people, and parts of it aren't funny, and so there's there's a weird mixture there. But I'm glad that he's there, and I think his show can continue to mature. But outside of that, I don't have anything that is current that is really a standout for me. I have a show that has finished its run that I'm just going back and going through and loving, and that's the newsroom, but it's not current, so it doesn't count. So move on to someone else. Okay, no, that's good. That's good. All right, Chris, what about you? What was your favorite television of 2015? There were so many good um, new shows uh, that came out this past year. Daredevil, um, I enjoyed The Jinx quite a bit. Making a Murderer, um, continuing shows like Halt and Catch Fire, I really liked a lot. But, of course, the best show 
in its final season, unfortunately, <laughs> of 2015 is Hannibal. And I cannot believe <laughs> you guys haven't watched Hannibal yet. No, I have, Chris. It's so, I mean, the, this show is so wonderful. It's, oh, it's some of the best. So anyway, Hannibal, the best show on television from last year. You know, right. I take that back. We we don't talk. We haven't talked about this enough. Um, Better Call Saul. Everyone needs to go watch Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah. I've watched yeah, the first three episodes. I've got to go back and, and, and watch finish it. it. I am. Yeah, I am. It's great. All right, uh, Daniel. What about you? A few of my favorites were Daredevil, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, Master of None, Aziz Ansari's new show. That's All pretty Netflix hilarious. shows, by the way. All so Netflix shows. Yeah, I don't know. That's not intentional. That's those were just some of my favorites. But my absolute hands down favorite show of 2015 was The Last Man on Earth. That show is freaking hilarious, and there's nothing else on like it on TV right now. It, it, it's just hilarious and surprising. So watch it. Daniel's free passes have officially expired. <laughs> what? You, have you seen The Last Man on Earth? I have watched everything but the last few episodes of it, or maybe I have seen the last few episodes of it. I, there was, if I haven't, they're still on my DVR because I can't bring myself to watch them. Dude, that show is incredible. The Last what? Man on Earth is a concept show that lasted two episodes, and then they were like, well, we have to make a whole season, don't we? <laughs> and it just completely Dude. fell to pieces. No And way. then it picked up a little bit in the second season. It picked up back a little bit, but overall, it's... There's nothing, there's no there there. Well, I don't know what that means, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this Sorry, that is, phrase is before your time. The show is hilarious, and, and what I love about it is how it, it, it... There's a twist in almost every episode. It, it, the show just keeps going in different directions, and you, you sort of don't know where it's going. And yeah, I, I do admit, I totally admit, it did dip uh, towards the end of the first season. I, it definitely did dip a little bit. It wasn't as good. I still think it was great, but it wasn't as good as it had started. But second season has been hilarious. So Towards the third episode of the first season, it dipped. Not bit. remotely. It didn't recover. Josh doesn't. I mean, come on. You're trying to convince yeah. Josh about what's funny. Come on. <laughs> it is a little bit of a ridiculous uh, All right. endeavor. Melody, what about you? What was your favorite television of last year? I feel like I should recuse myself from this question because I just really don't watch TV. I want to say Game of Thrones because I loved that show for so long. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like they, they went a little too far for me in the last couple episodes, so I'm not I'm not quite sure that I can say it's my favorite, but it's probably the only show that I watched all the way through besides uh, Making a Murderer. So if that if that's my my option, then I guess I'll go with that. Okay, okay. Well, my my pick for favorite television, I mean, the Jinx was certainly in there uh, just from a production standpoint was great and the content was, was wonderful. Uh, Orange is the New Black, the third season was wonderful. Second season was good, a little down. The third season was back and has one of the greatest closing episodes to a season ever. It just wrapped everything up and not not finishing storylines, but just the arc of the season was wonderful and moving. But my favorite television experience of last year, and again, I know I've mentioned this show before and I started it late, but it's Silicon Valley. I love that show. <laughs> yes. It is so, so freaking good. funny. Yeah. So moving. Yep. The I just love it. I want I want to watch it all the time. I want to hang out with these characters. I just love the world. Uh, and it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. So Seasons need to be longer than they are. They're only like, yes. what, like 10 episodes? 10 episodes. It's really yeah. ridiculous. they got to be well, more. You can't stretch it out. 
that's or true. it'd, it'd get a little stale. That's but. true. I wish I wish it was longer. Uh, but when I, when I was going through my list, I was like, there was there was nothing that I enjoyed quite as much as that show. So for me, it's it's Silicon Valley. Just just an awesome show. And so with that, was there anything else that we wanted to mention, guys? It's been a great year for sure. Yes. We want to thank yeah, everybody definitely. for uh, for sticking with us through uh, 2015. We had an eventful year. We added a new podcast member, Daniel, who's bringing the San Andreas love from down there in Atlanta. <laughs> yes. But uh, yes. it's it's great to have Daniel. It was a, I think we'd all agree it was a wonderful year in, in film. And my goodness, Josh put Star Wars in his top three, folks. Come Boom. on. Boom. Come on. So uh, so thanks again, guys, for sticking with us for 2015. We're excited about 2016. It's going to be our best year yet. If you have any ideas of things you'd like to hear us talk about, you can always send us an email at screenerscast at gmail.com. Comment on Facebook. Join the conversation that's happening over there. And if you get a moment, go to iTunes, leave us a review, uh, share a link, and uh, subscribe to the podcast. We can't wait to talk to you more in 2016, and we'll see you next week. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.